0: You guys, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blinds. It is me, Troy McKeady. And Kelly Williams. And we have a lot to discuss today. Obviously, you see, this is, uh, we're going country western today. And our blind (laughs) items, we're rooting tootin'. (laughs) Um, But there is a lot going on in pop culture this week that we have to discuss. Um, Starting with the fact that Halloween just ended. And I want to know how your Halloween was.
1: It was fun. I dressed as Velma. Very easy for me to do. I just wore like an orange sweater. Um, But it was fun. My friend rented out a bar. So we just kind of partied up there. And yeah.
0: That's fun. Wait, they rented a bar?
1: Yeah. It's this bar near me called East Hay. And you can rent out the rooftop. All you have to do is have like a minimum. So she invited like 50 people. We hit our minimum. And... Yeah. That's so fun. Did you
0: dress up? I didn't know it was so easy to rent bars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so I had plans to dress up. Um, but ironically, Halloween coincided with my depression medication running out. What are the odds? So during like the night of Halloween, I was just like so not in a good mood. I was so in the dumps. Um, so I ended up just going to my friend's house and we like watched horror movies. and We watched like goosebumps and like we drank and it was still fun. It was just like my first like old person Halloween. You it know? also
1: sucks that you had, you ran out of medication. Cause I know there's like a shortage of Adderall and a bunch of other things right now.
0: Yeah. It was like, the timing was so bad. It was like exactly as Halloween weekend fell. It was like, I was out of pills and like. I just felt down, you know, and I kind of knew that I wouldn't be like the best company maybe to be around. So I just decided to, and plus, honestly, if I really am being truthful, I wanted to stay home, <laughs> Like it gave me an excuse, you know, to be like, all right, you're staying home, bitch, you know?
1: Well, I'm glad you still had a nice time.
0: Yeah. I I really, truly enjoyed myself. It just gave me an excuse to watch a bunch of horror movies, which as you know, is free therapy for me. So. <laughs>
1: I love that. I love that. You're like, I need to calm down. Let me watch Chainsaw Massacre.
0: Yeah. I watch people scream to death and die slowly. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: um, what did you think about people's Halloween costumes, celebrities? Do you have any favorites? I'm so sick of
1: seeing Heidi as the worm. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's cool. It's really cool, but it's also like so disgusting to me. Yeah, right. Um, but... I didn't, I guess I didn't really pay a ton of attention because I'm so sick of like celebrities being other celebrities. I'm like, be something weird and fun. Yeah. Um, but as I say that the girls from Little Mix dressed up as Clueless, as the yep. Clueless cover. And I love that. So I guess I'm just talking my shit.
0: Yeah. I had said during um, this week's happy hour that I really miss when celebrities just like got wasted and put on like a bag costume. Yeah. And, like. I don't know. It all feels so curated now. Like it's so, you know, just like fake. Like it it doesn't feel fun anymore. It feels like this big, you know, huge spectacle. And like all of it has to do with like marketing and branding. And this costume alludes to my future album release. Like it's all just so, you know, and the photo shoots, you know what I mean? Like what happened to people just like going to pure nightclub at an event hosted by bongo jeans and <laughs> you mean you know that's my halloween sweet spot but i did have favorites um i actually really really loved lizzo's marge simpson meme costume <laughs> that was great um i thought winnie harlow's michael jackson costume was good uh let me see what else was great i actually really liked kylie jenner's elvira that was fun and yeah i mean it was it was fine. Harry Washington dressed up as Lionel Richie. That was funny. That's very funny. Yeah, but I don't know. I miss the good old days. I have a question for you because
1: I know you have a lot of Pam and Tommy thoughts. Mm. What are your thoughts of people dressing as them this year a lot more than I've seen before?
0: It's really wild to me. Like it's one thing to dress as Pam. It's another thing to dress as Pam and Tommy I guess I don't know because I know a lot of people were upset about it and I wonder how many people would have been upset about it had that movie not come out because people have always dressed as Pam and Tommy yeah maybe just not like as often as they are now but I still think it's just like weird and maybe if it grossed me out because it was Megan and MGK (laughs) they want to be cool so bad like I'm surprised they didn't dress like Angelina and Billy Bob. I was actually really shocked.
1: Don't put that into the universe. That's their costume for next year, Troy.
0: <laughs> God, I hope there won't be it next year for them, but <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I was like, they're definitely gonna be Angelina and Billy Bob and wear blood and like you know, but they just are so they try so. I've never seen a couple try so hard to be cool and Megan doesn't need to try. that's I think what makes it so weird, yeah like you're cool you're (laughs) a cool girl you're beautiful you're funny you're smart like nobody doesn't think you're cool you don't have to like lick mgk's blood on the red carpet to be cool
1: that actually makes you very uncool
0: yeah like she's giving malsey energy on the red carpet to me
1: (laughs) not a malsey energy
0: that's the vibe
1: (laughs) Megan Fox went from Jennifer's body to Malsey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need to know your thoughts on the new Rihanna song.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. So we've gotten so many DMs about the Rihanna song, of course. And um, I'm just going to be completely honest. I don't like it. I have zero desire to hear it again. I'll probably never listen to it again on my own. I understand that it's a soundtrack song. It's like for a Disney movie. I mean, I am i wasn't expecting, you know, poured up like, uh, you know, it's a, it's a soundtrack song, but I don't think it's a good song just in general. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what to think about the production of that song because we have gotten a bunch of DMs actually from different people who do things in music saying that they don't believe that it's entirely her voice or they think it sounds spliced together um we got one dm from someone who does like music engineering he he messaged us last night and he said that he uh can tell that it's like different maybe voices spliced together i don't know what do you think
1: i hated it I really did I wish I liked it because Rihanna is one of my favorite artists um but the ending where I would say probably the last 40 seconds it sounds like Rihanna's like first album yeah I'm like whose voice is this because it's not that raspy voice like that deep voice that Rihanna has now
0: yeah yeah it's like her island girl voice like it's her like Ponde replay voice
1: yeah i was like it sounds like she's about to belt out sos or something
0: <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i don't. i'm not into the song you know like i said i think it's effective for a movie or whatever like i can definitely see it during like the credits rolling for a movie you know but outside of that i don't ever want to hear that song again
1: i think it's going to be nominated for an oscar though you do i think this is going to be an oscar
0: nominated song I guess you're right I mean it is it, the movie is such a big deal
1: and Black Panther is like great the, yeah. the first first one was really good
0: yeah and she basically had to write that song to like I don't know I mean there's so much weight you know so I could see that I I, I could totally see it being nominated actually now that you say that
1: yeah so it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out in a few months
0: yeah. Yeah, Rihanna's music career is very, like, up in the air right now. I'm excited to see what (laughs) happens.
1: Now, of course, we have to talk about Takeoff from Migos. He um, was murdered over the weekend. So sad. Because Migos is so, in my opinion, like, they're a very iconic group. Yeah. And the way... TMZ has never been a beacon of light for anything. But the fact that they shared the video of him laying there after he was shot, and I don't, I think Quavo was with him, Mm -hmm. and you hear him yelling, like, get help, get help, I'm like, you know, we talk about a lot of stuff, we do, so sometimes I feel kind of weird being, like, TMZ was bad for that, but, like, what the fuck?
0: No, yeah, that was, like, really wild. I could not believe that they posted a full-ass video of of him dead like I was like what the hell like just truly I mean I already get I don't know about any other people but I get so much PTSD when I from TMZ like just the alerts because like when you see like a one sentence alert from TMZ you pretty much know it's somebody's death right and it's like oh my god you know like that moment where your heart stops and you have to try and read it as quick as you can um and yeah I was just shocked when I opened it that they posted that I was I couldn't believe it It's just so sad.
1: Yeah, and it's just so sick because like obviously showing someone being shot just for like value is really fucked up. But like, I guess I didn't realize Migos was like all related and everything. So he just lost a family member too. Like a friend or family member, it's still all fucked up, but I'm very disappointed in TMZ and I feel like that's like a light thing to say.
0: Yeah, and like Should all shouldn't be surprising, but somehow TMZ continues to shock the world with how like low they can stoop.
1: Sometimes I'm just like, did you not learn anything from the Kobe thing or did you not care?
0: I don't think they care. Yeah. They know they can literally do anything they want. Mm -hmm. You know, they can kind of do anything and like people don't hold them at any kind of standard. So like they can just like post like a dead body and maybe people will be upset for a couple hours, but it's TMZ, you know.
1: And that's what everyone will say. Well, it's TMZ. What do you expect?
0: Yeah, they're they're like they're like lawless
1: because they have blackmail on everyone.
0: Yeah, they could just do anything. We do have to talk about the fact that Diana Jenkins, <laughs> <laughs> who I'm afraid to mention now, is suing Inti. That's gotta-
1: insane.
0: Yeah, we got a lot of DMs about this today. Diana Jenkins is suing NT and she put a full statement saying like this person, you know, it's all of his stories are fantasy and false and blah, blah, blah. Um, That is crazy. And I'm wondering, does that mean NT's going to I mean, he gets sued all the time. So I don't I mean, I guess this is just like a headline, but like he doesn't does he have to like show his face when he gets sued? Or no? I don't know. I guess if they go to court, yeah. Yeah.
1: He'd probably have to show up, but I don't, I mean, Enti covers his tracks. Yeah. He should have been like, you know what I mean? Yes. So I give, I mean, Enti covers his tracks and I won't say every blind is real. We know that's not true, but he's been right about a lot of stuff.
0: He's been right about a lot of shit. And I just wonder, in a court of law, like, how do you differentiate a blind item website from, like, OK Magazine? Yeah. Like, what really is the difference? Like, if you read something that says a source says this person is doing drugs versus a blind item that just words it in a riddle instead of saying a source says, like, what is the real difference?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't think she'll win, to be honest. I think ND keeps himself really covered and he does a great job at it.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. This is more so just probably going to make his website more famous. More people will know about it. And I mean, I know that you didn't watch Beverly Hills, but I just I, I ask myself. Like, why Diana Jenkins went on this show? I don't understand. I don't understand what she was hoping to gain I guess like a music career for her fiance or whatever but like she's like angry that people are talking about this when it's literally the only thing she's known for
1: yeah and it's not like anyone who was in room 23 is standing up for her
0: yeah nobody's coming to her defense like I I just I don't understand I don't get what her goal I don't get what the point of her being on tv was and if she really thought people weren't going to bring this up like you don't have a career you don't you're not in the entertainment industry you don't act you don't sing you're known as a philanthropist I can never say that word and you have charities what did you think people were going to talk about you know what I mean it's crazy. That'd be like Wendy Williams going on a reality show and being like, don't talk to, about pop culture or talk shows to me. Now, hold on now. Like, see, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm
1: interested to see what happens, but I really don't think anything will come from this other than more people finding out what
0: blind items are. Yeah. 1000% and reading hers. <laughs> and being like, no, for sure. Yeah. Now I wanted to
1: talk about the Pete Davidson freakout. That happened on the set of his movie. It's been, I feel like it's been vaguely brushed over. And um, the only reason people are talking about it a little bit more is because Kim Kardashian put out a statement being, or a source close to Kim Kardashian, put out a statement saying they don't talk anymore. All the rumors of them like reuniting are not true. Mm. All this stuff. But Pete, it doesn't say what he got mad about, but he was throwing candles in his trailer and then went outside and threw more candles at different trailers.
0: How do you interpret this?
1: I think Pete's been unwell for a long time. Like more unwell than like he talks about. Mm-hmm. And I just I honestly think that someone on set sold the story and was like, we need to also stop pretending that like Pete's okay right now.
0: Right. Yeah, I agree. I honestly agree. I, I, when I heard that, I was thinking to myself like, obviously, I'm, I I can't imagine anybody is like happy the, about what's going on with Kanye. But I'm sure it's just funny to think what this would look like if Kanye wasn't having this moment at the same time. Like, how different would the breakup look? Would they be like smearing his name right now and making him look crazy? You know, like would that headline turn into a whole? big huge thing about how he's unwell or whatever like would he get the Lamar treatment if Kanye wasn't out there and out already
1: yeah and immediately when I saw the headline of you know a source says Kim and Pete no longer speak mm-hmm. I do not think Kim is the reason Kanye is off the rails no but I think like that family probably hit a lot of things for mm-hmm. sure but I think Kim gets a lot of blame for Kanye right now mm-hmm. And I think that um, headline story probably came out so she wouldn't people wouldn't be like, oh, she's doing like Pete's acting out, too, because he's mm-hmm. with Kim. And as much as I dislike the Kardashians, that's not a fair thing to say.
0: I agree. I agree. I'm just like, I don't know. I, I always worry for Pete. I think that we're like one party away from Pete having like Cara Delevingne, uh headlines. Yeah. You know, where he's like out being erratic and acting weird and doing crazy shit and, you know, and it's not funny anymore.
1: Yeah, because he always had SNL, right? Like, at least he had SNL that he had. He wasn't really on it in his last season. Yeah. But now he has to be a movie star. That's a lot yeah. more pressure than going on Weekend Update and saying some self-deprecating joke.
0: Yeah, for sure. And he, and yeah, and SNL was such like a A little like comfortable landing pad for him, where he could have like a crazy week in the media, and then on Saturday he could like explain it on Weekend Update and make it funny, and you know we're all okay with it. I mean, he literally had like a trigger warning, but he had like a public suit, like possible suicide thing happen. Remember when he had like sent that like kind of uh, scary message? And And Ariana
1: showed up at SNL, right?
0: Yeah. And then he would make it like funny Mm -hmm. immediately. And everybody was like joking about it, you know? So I don't know. I worry for Pete. I mean, we've said that a million times. Like I always kind of worry for him where I'm rooting for Pete, you know?
1: Yeah, me too. And I also hope he stops like being used just as a prop to be next to someone.
0: Yeah. I think that it's time to take a break. If I was his Samantha Jones, I would tell him to take a break. Let the public miss you a little, reintroduce yourself as, and like do something totally out of the box, totally different. Maybe do like a really gritty, great acting role or something like change people's opinion of you, you know? Cause now is the time. Now will be a good time.
1: And I love that you mentioned Samantha Jones, Troy and I had a great time on the Bradshaw Boys. So if you want to hear us talk about like sex in the city instead of blind items, make sure to check out that episode.
0: Yeah, that was very fun. Oh, okay. So we also got a we got a couple DMs that I meant to read like a few weeks ago, um, maybe two weeks ago, and I just had like not really thought about it. One of them was from Brionce. I hope I'm saying your name right. It was a voice note about um Ryan Murphy, and I just thought it was interesting because a bunch of people have also messaged me kind of something similar that they're watching Dahmer, and I just finished watching Dahmer and they were like after listening to the show um, they realized that Ryan Murphy like uses his male talent in like a weird way like his male leads is like it's like fetishy the way that he uses them even if it's like a gross sad story and he just did the same thing with Ryan or with uh, Evan Peters which he usually does with a- Evan Peters Um, but it was like Domer, but make him sexy like it was really weird like <laughs> It was like him zooming in on Ryan or on Evan Peters, like, but or like just doing weird things where it's like, you are clearly this is porn for you.
1: Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? And uh, a lot of people messaged us that and just, I guess, wanted to know like our thoughts about Ryan Murphy at this moment. And I still feel the same about him. Yeah.
1: I don't think he's a great person. Um, and the thing about Don, I haven't watched it and I wouldn't watch it. Just because, like, I'll get nightmares. <laughs> but I don't like that he didn't like talk to family members about it. And from what I've heard, even like the murders he tried to make sexy, would you agree with that?
0: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. They're very, it's very Ryan Murphy. It's like, it's hot guys, shirtless in their underwear and stuff. Like, being murdered with zoom ups of like their bulge, <laughs> I mean, like, and like, when you see a group of guys in a Ryan Murphy show, you just kind of know, like, oh, there's the the boys, there's the Ryan Murphy guys, you know. Um, I had to watch Dahmer because he's my local serial killer. They actually I don't judge anyone who did. To be clear, <laughs> I always watch Dahmer stuff because he, you know, he he grew up near me, and like, it's just wild. And they filmed it near my apartment, so like, I had to see what, what the deal was. But yeah, Ryan Murphy is a fucking creep. Like, he always will be. And I guess he can release anything and make it porn. Like, yeah. even dumber. these, like, sad, gross, really traumatic stories. And the show is great. Don't get me wrong. Like, it is amazing. I cried. It was very emotional. But it's also porn. It's Ryan Murphy porn. The only
1: show I really liked of his was that Hollywood show. I don't know if they'll ever make another season, but I liked that one a
0: lot. Yeah, that was good. I like his crime stuff better than um, anything else that he does. I like mm-hmm. the OJ series and that stuff was good.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot he did that.
0: Yeah, that was great.
1: Now we do have an Aaron Carter update. Yes. Um, <laughs> Aaron has been wild in on social media, as he does.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there was a, I don't know if it was an Instagram Live or just a video he posted, but it looked like he was under the influence driving an RV. Um, so the cops came and he was, it, they said that he wasn't under the influence. Like he didn't get arrested or anything, but there are these paparazzi photos of him just like waving to them with the biggest <laughs> smile on his face. And I know this sounds crazy. I mean, actually this probably isn't the wildest thing we've ever said about him on this podcast, but he made a picture on his Instagram story, Troy, of him waving and Nick waving from like on stage, and under it, it said, Hey, brother.
0: What the hell? What was that post? Like, and then he put this, the song, um, larger than life in the background. Yes. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck?
1: I don't know. And I, of course, I'm back on his lives. I can't lie. I was, I was sober for a while, but I'm back. Now. <laughs> Um, the other day he was going off about Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC. And I was like, oh, my God, me and Aaron have the same opinions because he was like, like, Backstreet Boys are an overall better group. The only thing NSYNC did better was dance. They're better performers. And I agree with that.
0: Why was he like on one about Backstreet Boys and NSYNC?
1: For some reason, he was answering Nick questions, which is a very rare occurrence. So I was blessed to have joined that one.
0: Wow does you think do you think that means him and Nick are like in a better place? No <laughs> Aaron was just having like an upswing moment,
1: yeah, he was and in- and there's something going on with his baby mama and the baby. I don't know all of that, but something's going on. um, I know he also ran out of gas on a highway a few days ago, so he was filming himself walking to find a gas station <laughs> um, and my only other Aaron update. <laughs> He's, of course, he sells love merch. It says love right across the chest. He makes them himself. He tie-dyes them himself. Like, (laughs) will you ever get it? We don't know. But now he's trying to sue companies that are selling shirts with the word love across it. I can't.
0: I cannot. I can't. Even though, I'll be honest, There were times where I contemplate when I saw Aaron doing like the drip dry, you know, bleach splattering and on on his living room floor, I was like, I might buy some Aaron merch. But then when people don't get it, they don't receive the items. I'm like, okay, well, never mind. Yeah. I was going to buy something.
1: That'll be my Christmas gift to you. Will you get it? I don't know. (laughs) or sure you might have something on the way but you might have-
0: <laughs> I would love a love tie-dye hoodie from Aaron uh but I will say it was it was nice to read it wasn't necessarily like a positive thing but it was nice to read a headline that was like no nothing was going on with Aaron this time like everything was fine and uh you know false alarm you know good for you Aaron
1: <laughs> that's a very good point
0: a false alarm is a win for Aaron All right, so now we are going to get into the Tim McGraw and Faith Hill of it all, which I am very excited about. I actually get really excited when we like root into, like I get I get excited to uh, to kick the doors into the saloon and go country.
1: I'm obsessed with all these analogies. (laughs) Keep them coming. Keep
0: them coming. What are your What are your thoughts about Faith and Tim? Honestly, I don't have a ton. Um,
1: I know, like, I was always surprised in Nashville when I lived there that, like, you didn't hear much about them other than, like, what Starbucks they always went to. I knew what Starbucks they went to. um, But they seemed to really keep to themselves from everything I, like, knew. Um, But I have always thought Faith was kind of a mean girl.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And... Ever since that moment when Carrie Underwood won, I think it was Female Vocalist of the Year, and Faith went, what the fuck? Yeah. And then she was like, I was just kidding. And everyone was like, no, you
0: weren't. So, God. <laughs> that moment, like, did she not understand that she was on? Uh, I don't understand. I did never got that moment.
1: And then she just tried to play it off as a joke, and nobody <laughs> stuck up for her, which... I always think now of you saying like she's one of the country artists that people can talk about and nobody really like Mm, stands up too much I don't think um as far as Tim I just I'm not a huge fan of his music um and I know he's like really healthy now so we love that for him
0: Mm -hmm. but yeah I
1: I have like no Tim McGraw thoughts
0: I, I like I couldn't physically care less about Tim McGraw, but that probably doesn't shock anyone.
1: I will say he did a great job when he played the dad in the Friday Night Lights movie. I was okay. like, oh, he can actually kind of act. That's surprising to me. He did something else too, right? He acted in something else? The blind side.
0: The blind side, yes.
1: But he doesn't count.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was good in that. I mean, yeah, I I, I have absolutely no thoughts about him at all he really truly is just like an extension of faith to me um I grew up really liking Faith Hill um Mm -hmm. I like maybe a a couple months ago I did an episode on Dunzo about MTV versus VH1 artists with my friend Jesse
1: oh
0: yeah and we talked about like artists that you would say are like strictly VH1 artists or strictly MTV and then there are the people that kind of cross-pollinate so like For example, on VH1, like Shania Twain is like so famous, but on MTV, she wasn't. Or like Ashley Simpson is so famous on MTV, but not on VH1, right? I always
1: felt like growing up, VH1 was for adults.
0: Yes. Like grown up music, Mm -hmm. you know? And then you have people like Christina, who maybe would have like a VH1 song, but she's an MTV girl. So she'll tip over to VH1 every once in a while, but then go back. And to me, Faith is, like, the definition of a 90s VH1 artist. Like, you know, her, along with, like, Shania, Celine Dion, I just think of, like, her videos being mixed in with all of them. Um, She was just such a big deal for me, like, back in the day. She really had, like, a moment. Mm -hmm. Like, Faith was, like, so famous for a while. She was huge. And then she just kind of disappeared, which... I guess we're going to learn why. Allegedly, I think it has something to do with like Tim being controlling. Mm. But yeah, that's like my journey.
1: <laughs> yeah. In their relationship to me, I do think they're a real couple, but they're also a couple that's a business. Yeah. They've gone on so many tours together. I'll never, also, another faith moment when someone grabbed Tim McGraw's crotch during a concert. Do you remember this? No. Oh. So, a, um, someone in the, a concert goer, Kelly, someone in the crowd hey. reached up and grabbed Tim McGraw's package in his jeans, like grabbed it. Not fucking cool. And Faith got on stage cause it's a joint tour and gotten that woman's face with the mic and was like, don't you ever touch my husband again? Don't you ever do. And I, I mean, you don't touch someone there either way.
0: Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> See, that's very much her vibe to me. Like, I wouldn't fuck with Faith Hill at all.
1: Meanwhile, this episode we're going to
0: one thousand percent. Now we're gonna like completely like derail their marriage. And
1: <laughs> love you, girl. <laughs> yeah, big fan. So, just a reminder: those were all opinions. Everything from here on out is alleged.
0: So we start in two thousand and four. It seems that a top director gets much less than he bargained for when he casts an inexperienced beauty in his high-profile new movie. Sure, the doll looks super fine, as as she always does, and even seemed relaxed and charismatic in her screen test. Her saucy, sexy, and unpretentious style also charmed the pants off everyone on production, most notably the smitten director. But the big clash came when the studio exec viewed the looker's performance. Found it to put it mildly, mildly weak, and strongly lobbied the director to chop her out of the film altogether. The helmer put up a big, a very big stink at first, but in the end, we'll be seeing a whole lot less of her in the movie that was originally planned. And um, was she in the Return of the Stepford Wives?
1: Yeah. So she actually just recently did a interview saying she thought she would never return to acting, but now she's in the Yellowstone prequel. So, she did return to acting, but yeah. Huh. Now we're in 2007. Which country music siren can thank Colombian marching powder for the extra edge she's been displaying lately? <laughs>
0: Ms. Faith Hill. Colombian marching powder?
1: <laughs> what?
0: Oh my goodness.
1: The way they describe drugs and blinds might be my favorite favorite thing about blind
0: items <laughs> it's so silly and now we're in 2008 they were supposed to have kicked their bad habit together a partnership in blow became a committed effort to get clean and for a while they were successful but he was the weaker one and he's been using again for a while the problem one of many obviously is that he's cranked he's also very aggressive Some say he's mixing his powder with some muscle juice, and the coke slash steroid combination bring out the roughneck, which has presented many challenges for the publicist. Fortunately, his publicist is almost as clever as Jessica Biel's publicist. She was able to turn to turn spin a recent smirkish into a a heroic rescue. The truth is, he was so jacked up on the good stuff, he had to take it out on someone else's head. As for his wife, well, she has a boyfriend. His name is Jesus. With her new devoutness has come an almost unbearable sanctimony, not to mention an intolerance for his lifestyle, for his binges, so much so that they are finding it increasingly difficult to be together. So like the Beckhams, they are a brand two, one big happy family. Frauds.
1: I know Tim's been open about his alcoholism. I don't think he's ever talked about drug use though.
0: Yeah, um, according to these blinds, like, all of the blinds are just, like, draw blinds, basically, which I was not expecting.
1: I'm not super surprised, because they were both so thin for a while. Yeah. You know?
0: The Marching Columbian powder.
1: There, this isn't a blind, but it's just a story from the year 2000. Mm -hmm. It's one of my, like, favorite stories, I think. I don't know. But Tim McGraw and Kenny Chesney got really drunk and stole a police officer's horse. And I just wanted everyone to know that story.
0: <laughs>
1: what? Yeah, they stole a police officer's horse. They were up for like 11 years in, or 11 months in jail. It was really big deal, but obviously they didn't get sent to jail because of privilege, but yeah.
0: What were Tim and Kenny up to that evening?
1: Listen, Kenny Chesney. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Now we're in 2012. Which superstar couple has resorted to using cocaine to stay thin? The gorgeous wife and handsome hubby don't live anywhere near Hollywood, but their partying lifestyle is the talk of their southern town.
0: Tim and Faith. And we jump to 2013. The
1: the celebrity. Sorry, I interrupted. (laughs)
0: Thanks. This celebrity is b list at this point, maybe B+. She used to be a plus and was beloved all over the world. At some point, I think she got a little too full of herself and fans started to catch on that she is not as happy-go-lucky and super friendly as she pretends to be. First, although she likes the world to think that she is crazy in love with her a slash b list celebrity husband, the fact is that she berates him constantly and never says anything kind to him except if she's being interviewed. He hates doing anything with her, but because he is more popular, she hounds him until he does everything with her. She is on him all the time, which explains why he has stopped cheating on her, which used to happen regularly for years and years. She's still incredibly jealous, and if she had it her way, would probably handcuff him to her. Our celebrity likes everyone to think that she does not even touch alcohol, but she is the first one in line for booze or a line of coke. She is on her second or third nose, depending on how you count, and they are due to Coke use. She loves Coke. She says that it is the easiest way to stay thin when she dislikes her kids and only likes seeing them when they can be used as props. She loves her nannies, though. She also likes sleeping late. Kill her. Burn her at the stakes. She also likes sleeping late and has not met one of her kids' teachers in years. She does not see the point. Her husband takes up a lot of the slack and is involved with the kids. He does not leave because he does not think that it's right until the kids get older. He's biding his time, though. He's counting down the days. He wants to be free. Everyone wants to be free after they spend that amount of time with this celebrity. Damn.
1: Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you cha-ching.
0: Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com blinds. So looks like NT doesn't like faith.
1: A lot of people like faith to be honest
0: (laughs) i didn't know
1: this former a plus list celebrity slash singer who's now a b plus because she just isn't front page any longer had to hear tabloid rumors that her still a list celebrity slash singer husband was hooking up with an a plus celebrity singer well it turns out he wasn't but she did find out about the backup singer he's hooking up with and they've been living in separate houses for the past two weeks so there was apparently a rumor that Tim McGraw was hooking up with Taylor Swift that turned out to be not true but allegedly he was still hooking up with a backup singer. If you're married to like a like celebrities cheat. <laughs> I yeah. I don't know how you could even go into a relationship with another celebrity and be like we're going to do this right. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're going to be together for 30 years. And have all the money and access to anything we want in the world and privacy. And even though normal people who have nine to five jobs and like the stresses of the world cheat, we won't. We're above everybody else. We want. It's like, it's so stupid.
1: They just have to pull a Blake and Ryan and Blake never leaves the house and she's always pregnant. So Yeah.
0: And when she does, she uh, outshines her husband because... She's just like so much more magnetic than him. (laughs) Yeah, let's drug Ryan Reynolds (laughs) more. Yeah, I have no problem doing that. It's kind of old news that this marriage between this country singer and her former singer and now celebrity husband has been on the skids for a while. She's had an on and off drug problem and he has a notorious wandering eye, especially for young (laughs) co-eds. But they've always been fiercely loyal to each other and somehow made it work or kept up appearances anyway, but now it looks like he's ready to just call it a day and split. He doesn't want it to be a mess, but he's done. It's getting in the way of his midlife crisis. It's getting in the way of his midlife crisis. He wants to spend the few years he can to still pull young women and enjoy it as much as possible. She doesn't want the marriage to end, though. the drug use pretty much ruined her voice and alienated her a little from the industry. She's also starting to show her age a little and doesn't want to be single, lose her bombshell status, and have to endure seeing him in the tabloids with a 20-something one after the other. She's threatening him with an all-out war that will ruin him if he doesn't keep up with the charade and be more careful with his midlife crisis. She'll look the other way and let him have his fun, but he needs to play ball or she'll let it get very ugly very fast. And... This former A-list singer is now a B-list singer, but still has A-list name recognition, thanks to a bunch of pop song hits from almost a decade ago. Right now, though, he is still lucky to be alive. I think our singer and his formerly hot and sexy wife are racing each other to death with the amount of drugs that they take every day. I bet you didn't even know that they have been to rehab multiple times. Wow.
1: I feel like people who aren't familiar with country music think country music stars are very lame.
0: Mm-hmm. Like wholesome.
1: they party so fucking hard
0: you know i would imagine that because if you think about it it's almost like they're like disney stars in a sense but like adults that have like marriages and kids and stuff and they have to pretend to be you know clean cut and cookie cutter and all american picket fence but they're i mean i bet they party 20 times more
1: yeah and like, Nashville's such an easy place to party
0: right they can like go do stuff and not be caught Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised by that.
1: So for this blind, um, it's a long one. And I did put names in it. I know everyone can be very happy about that. um, But one of the biggest things about Faith is that her rivalry with Carrie Underwood. Right. Because even to like the Monday night football or Sunday night, whichever one, Faith used to sing that. And then it was given to Carrie. Really? yes so kind of like a backstory to to the blind i'm about to read and okay. that was after the what the fuck moment that was after a lot of stuff in the show nashville is actually allegedly loosely based off carrie and faith
0: are you joking no <laughs> i didn't know that oh my god okay yeah so juliet
1: barnes is supposed to be like carrie underwood
0: holy shit i oh my god i love that yeah
1: This once A-list country singer, Faith Hill, has been unraveling for a while, but stays out of the public eye and the tabloids for the most part. She's also a really nice person when she's not having one of her fits, so it's not like she's making enemies everywhere she goes, acting like a lunatic. She does, however, have an axe to grind with a couple of other country stars, and that was very apparent before the awards show and at a couple of after parties later that night. They say you can't fight a war on two fronts successfully and she was basically fighting a war on three fronts completely wasted. The first front, her husband, Tim McGraw. He's having a bit of a midlife crisis and wants to have some fun while he still can. He wants a divorce but she dug in her heels. So the whole night she was all over him and tried to make it look like they were devoted and oh so happy. At one point he disappeared to talk to some friends, and she hunted him down in a fit of rage and wouldn't let him out of her sight for the rest of the night. The other was her bitter feud with this current A-plus superstar, Carrie Underwood. She was dumped in a project of hers and resents her to death. She sniped and made snide remarks about the superstar all night. The drunker she got, the louder she got. At one point, she went up to her at an after party and belligerently said something to the effect that her husband will love her until the next young thing comes along because what goes around comes around. At this point, the third front of her war started started when this B plus list country singer overheard her and went to the group, grabbed the former a-lister by the arm and took her to the powder room. The B lister Miranda Lambert was trying to calm her down and even asked her husband, Blake Sheldon, to go find the former a-lister's husband to take her back to the hotel A huge argument ensued, then a tussle, and eventually the former A-lister was a heaving, crying mess on the bathroom floor. The husband had a car brought around, and the B-lister accompanied her back to her hotel for the rest of the night. Both husbands went on to have a big party night. So again, the A-list singer being Faith Hill, Tim McGraw, A-plus-list superstar Carrie Underwood, the B-plus-list country singer and husband, Miranda and Blake, and she took the Monday night football song.
0: I'm obsessed. (laughs) I am obsessed. Like, holy shit. That is so messy.
1: Now, if you find yourself having a tough night, tough few days, we want you to get some help. So this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp.
0: I think I can speak for everyone listening when I say we all wish life came with some sort of instruction manual, something to make the world a little bit easier to navigate. Unfortunately, it doesn't. But BetterHelp Online Therapy is basically the next best thing.
1: It's completely normal to feel stuck, especially when things aren't working out as you expected. There's truly nothing worse than that unsure feeling, and we all go through it, whether it has to do with a relationship, a family member, work, maybe you're becoming a new parent.
0: Therapists are trained to help you navigate challenging emotions and learn productive ways to cope and deal with life's curveballs.
1: BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's super convenient and accessible no matter where you are. It's all done 100% online.
0: Now, I'm fairly new to therapy. I started going to a therapist for the first time last year or a couple years ago, I think. Um, Changed my life. I can't believe that I was going through life not talking to a therapist. Like, what? And now I'm obsessed and addicted, and I've actually used BetterHelp. Um, I started using it during the pandemic. And um, that was my first time having uh, like internet therapy and it was great. It changed my life.
1: Yeah. I've been doing therapy since I was 17. Um, been through a lot. Some, some things I didn't know if I could get through. Therapy really did help me see there is that light at the end of the tunnel. Um, one thing I really like about BetterHelp is that it, you have like chances to meet other therapists because, you know, you don't always have a perfect therapist for you. The first time you try it.
0: Yes. And it's, there's nothing more awkward than being in a doctor's office and being like, this is horrible. And the person's like, all right, we're going to schedule for next week. And you're right in front of them. And it's, you know, it's, there's so much more freedom when you're doing it online.
1: So as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed embedded therapists available 100% online. Plus it's affordable.
0: Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler.
1: There's no waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist.
0: Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash blinds.
1: That's BetterHelp, com slash blinds.
0: And now back to the blinds. We are in 2014. This A-list country singer is keeping things really quiet, super quiet, whisper quiet as he and his B-list singer wife divorce. The thing our A-lister is keeping quiet is the relationship he has with the A-plus list singer. The only time they actually can get together without anyone noticing are award award shows and big events slash lots of phone calls and sexting. And that is allegedly Taylor and Tim. So do you think that Tim and Taylor hooked up or no? I don't. Yeah.
1: Like, I I know they had a song together and she wrote a song called Tim McGraw, but I really don't <laughs> think they ever did. Um, I talked about this on the Patreon episode for Taylor. And I promise you, after this week, we are taking a Taylor sabbatical. We are. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw her for her reputation tour in Nashville and she brought out Faith to sing Tim McGraw. She didn't know any of the words. Faith knew none of the words to Tim McGraw. And then Tim McGraw came up from like under the stage or whatever, he didn't know any of the words. Oh, so, so they're all, I mean, Taylor's singing the words and they're just kind of like harmonizing with her. But Taylor kept like putting her hand on Tim's arm or shoulder, just, you know, singing. I don't know. And whenever she did it, Faith did it too, or like pulled him closer. It was it was interesting to watch. And it was a big thing on Twitter like the next day. But but yeah, I thought that was pretty funny.
0: Sounds like an SNL Skitch. Skitch?
1: (laughs) Yes. Skitch. I'm leaving that in. (laughs) This is not one of those fast divorces. These two celebrities have been married for more than 10 years, and the divorce feels like it's taking that long, too. Seriously, though, they hit a rough patch three or four years ago, mainly because of his cheating. Yes, he's the wild one in this relationship and have been moving towards divorce ever since. So what's taking so darn long? Well, money is one factor. They make more money together than apart. She was more successful than him at one point, but his career is probably stronger than hers right now. In any case, they do collaborate on projects and there are a lot of overlapping business interests. Their total net worth is certainly over $100 million. The kids are the other factor. They're still in school and they spend time with both parents. Even though the parents don't live together anymore, By the way, that last part isn't obvious because the couple owns multiple homes and they and their kids have always shuttled among their various properties. So you will not see pics of a moving truck pulling up or hear reports of someone living in a hotel. This couple continues to make appearances together and yap about how great their marriage is. So there aren't a lot of outward clues that the divorce is coming, but it is. Maybe the first half of next year, but don't hold your breath. They could easily stretch this out for another year or something like that. And again, that was written in 2014, and they are still together in 2022.
0: If you think Brian Austin Green controls Megan Fox's life to the point of micromanagement, it is nothing compared to this A-list singer married to a former A-list singer. She had the chance to be a judge on The Voice during its first season. Wow. But he made her turn it down because he didn't want her away from him that much because he would not be able to keep an eye on her. And now this is all strange because he is the one who cheats and would love to continue his fling with the A plus list singer. It was a one time thing, but he thinks that he can be a forever thing. She calls it a mistake, but that doesn't stop him from calling and texting her all the time. Anyway, back to the controlling hair. She once cut it, and he went into a rage and made her get extensions the next day. Since that day, he has to be told all of her hair appointments or any magazine shoots that will require any hair cutting. He is at all magazine shoots, which mostly take place at their home or on the road with him. She's not usually allowed to travel alone. If she steps out of line, there have been slaps and shoves, but no punching. Bruises and scratches and pulled hair, but nothing that leaves a mark where people would ask questions. He has drinking issues and steroid issues and just incredibly insecure. As for her part, she just puts up with it because she doesn't want to deal with what would happen if she leaves. So she just copes she, the pills help. And of course they're alluding to Taylor being the other woman.
1: That's wild to me. Oh, this is a mix of the last one. This country singer is the A-list in the country world. His wife is an A-list, not nice person and was rude everywhere. She went the other night and rude to her husband too. In her wake, her husband followed calming everyone and sharing the smile and kind words and apologizing for his wife. He literally spent what should have been a great night for him doing nothing but apologizing, and that is Tim and Faith at the Country Music Award. Now we're in 2016. A man is selling a story to the tabloids that says he has a multi-year relationship with this closeted, married, A-list musician-slash-singer who likes to portray himself as a ladies' man. He has a big hit on the charts right now. So this is interesting because it says it's either keith urban or tim mcgraw and you know what i'm gonna let you guys you guys pick who you think it is
0: oh my god keith he's another one we gotta do an episode on she looks like a younger version of his wife and this former a plus singer was not shy about flirting and fawning over the singer-slash-actress-slash-reality star the fawning led to numbers being exchanged Hopefully for both their sakes, the wife never finds out because she threatened to kill the next woman her husband cheats with. And that's Jennifer Wayne. Jennifer
1: Wayne is a singer from Runaway June, but her grandpa is John Wayne. Mm. Okay. So. That's iconic. Yeah. And I, I I know I tell a lot of personal stories, but I actually went to a Runaway June album launch party and got completely wasted with them and they're a blast. I think there's I think Jennifer's the only like original member left in the group, but the original 3 girls were so much fun.
0: That's so fun. I had no idea that John Wayne's daughter did music. Granddaughter. Granddaughter, cool.
1: And I mean, they're not like
0: they're not, yeah. <laughs> this permanent A-list singer got into a fight with his singer wife. It was not like the old days. The permanent A-list singer got the worst end of the deal with a black eye. This couple is something else.
1: So this isn't a blind. It's um, it's an article, and it's more about Big Machine, but I think it's a good blind to read for this episode. Trigger warning, sexual assault is mentioned in this. Country singer Megan Lindsay says she was sexually assaulted by a very powerful man in the music business in 2010. Lindsay, who came in second place on 2015 season eight of The Voice, said the alleged incident occurred while she was touring with her former band Steel Magnolia. Quote, a very powerful man in the music business grabbed up my skirt. He was groping me and proceeded to try to pick me up by my ass on a bus in front of a lot of important people, she wrote on her private Facebook page. Lindsay wrote she was mortified and told him not to touch her. Quote, it caused quite a scene and I could tell he was very embarrassed and angry. She continued. The next night, he came up behind me and whispered in my ear. He said, I have boats bigger than you could even imagine, and I could put you in the middle of the ocean where no one would ever hear from you again. Just remember that. He laughed and walked away. Lindsay said she immediately went to tell her manager, who told her, quote, to never breathe a word of that story to anyone ever. She then told the head of her record label at the time, Big Machine who she claims told her the same thing. They both said if she wanted to have a career in country music, then I could never say anything about it out loud to anyone. Lindsay's former steel Magnolia bandmate and ex fiance, Joshua Scott Jones told us Megan should really address the fact that our manager was a woman who was very instrumental in hushing Megan about this individual's remarks and talking me out of whipping his ass. Just another corrupt power play in a very shady and most often ambiguous business called the music industry. Big Machine's label group president, Scott Bruschetta said in a statement that the company would never condone any kind of behavior. Megan Lindsay is a highly regarded former member of Big Machine label group, and we would never condone, let alone silence an artist on this label who experienced this kind of behavior. He added... We have clear-cut HR protocol for these type of occurrences. And while Megan never came to me about any such incident, I checked our records with our staff to see if she'd gone to someone else within the company. But there's no record, nor any recollection from me or the staff of the incident she's describing. Had it come to our attention, we would have certainly acted quickly and decisively on her behalf. So it just goes on to say that at the time, Big Machine's roster included Taylor Swift, Danielle Bradbury, Tim McGraw, and Rascal Flatts.
0: Wild. Oh, that's dark.
1: It's just so sad that, like, that's why people don't get brought to justice ever. Wait. Because everyone tells them to shut their mouth.
0: So we're now in 2017. After what happened last time this permanent A-list country singer went on tour, there's no way his singer wife was going to let him go out on the road alone again. The marriage is hanging on by a thread, no matter what you might be shown by them in public. This country singer has had a long career. She's trying to spend some kind of nonsense about aging gracefully and not using Botox or fillers. Please. She has spent tens of thousands of dollars on all types of procedures and is only taking a break because her doctor warned her to take one.
1: And we're now in 2018. This married former reality star turned singer turned reality star of a different kind of reality show than her first turned singer turned talk show host is sleeping with the significant other of her boss. So that's Kelly Pickler, the first reality show being American Idol, the different kind of reality show being I Love Kelly Pickler. She was then the talk show host of Pickler and Ben, and she was allegedly sleeping with Tim McGraw. Interesting. yeah, and um, Faith Hill was a producer for Pickler and Ben, I believe.
0: I bet, like, Kelly, Kelly Pickler just strikes me as somebody that, like, everybody probably wanted to sleep with.
1: Yeah, she was fun.
0: She was fun. She's cute. She's, like, bubbly. She seems like a great time. Like, she'd be a fun person to drink with.
1: She had that one song that was a little bop.
0: Yeah. She was a real Ellen celebrity, too. Yes. She was on Ellen, like, every day. And we are now in 2019. The celebrity executive producer of this show was getting a little jealous of the way her celebrity husband was spending a lot of time interacting with the celebrity who starred in the show. So pulled the plug on it. And that is uh, Faith pulling the plug on Kelly Pickler's show. Yeah, it did get canceled. Interesting. And it was
1: like everyone loved it in Nashville. So I was shocked when it got canceled.
0: She's not famous anymore, right? Or, like, is she Kelly Pickler? No,
1: all she had was Pickler and Ben, and it was taken from her.
0: God, I just realized that I, like, haven't seen her in years.
1: She, I don't know if she toured with Taylor Swift, but they were, like, together a lot. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the kind of last thing I really remember other than the Pickler and Ben stuff. Interesting. Now we're in 2021, this former A+ list country singer Faith Hill is not sure if her eldest child is the offspring of a guy named Scott Hendricks who she was living with at the time she got pregnant or if it's her now husband Tim McGraws who she was also sleeping with. Um
0: <laughs> You guys
1: <laughs> I don't think that's real.
0: <laughs> and this is the last blind if you thought there was a lot of talk about Avril Lavigne having a body double such being replaced by someone else, then be prepared for even more talk to try and explain the person seen today, who was supposed to be a back-in-the-day day a country singer. And this is in reference to Faith Hill being unrecognizable on magazine cover with Tim McGraw. Do you know what they're talking about?
1: Yeah, they were on People magazine or something together, and everyone was freaking out about how Faith looked.
0: Oh, just like surgeries?
1: Yeah. And also going back to that re- um, blind I just read about like the Ill- illegitimate whatever. That was literally a storyline in Nashville. <laughs> so.
0: Oh my lord.
1: Because of, did you watch it at all? I can't remember.
0: Yes. Like on and off.
1: Like Deacon was actually the oldest daughter's dad. <laughs> I'm like, okay, someone reads and watches the show though. <laughs> oh my
0: goodness. Uh, that's very full circle.
1: So I mean. I got to ask you, Troy, are these two rotted? I mean,
0: you know, if faith or if Tim is like being abusive to his wife, that's pretty fucked up. But they just seem kind of like normal narcissistic celebrities to me.
1: It just seems like a bad marriage.
0: Yeah, like one of those marriages where like the business seems like it's like outweighing the marriage part of it.
1: I'll give them both some some mold, but I wouldn't say rotted. No, yeah. Unless the allegations are true about Tim, obviously
0: right yeah and he seems like a jerk and he's all roided out and you know steroids don't make people nice I mean he's clearly taking them if you look at him
1: well he does own a gym in Nashville Troy so
0: I'm surprised they want more um gay rumors because like how do you avoid that in a blind item episode
1: This that's true this is probably like our first episode where it's like nope Tim McGraw isn't allegedly maybe bisexual or anything else.
0: Yeah, He just likes blonde country stars and that's it. Like literally that's it.
1: Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode was a little bit lighter after a Charlie Sheen episode. And, you know, make sure to rate, subscribe, all that stuff. Troy, do you have any advice for the people? (laughs) Oh, this is why God. we always stop because we
0: <laughs> and I and you guys know how bad I am at the advice like I'm so terrible I'm like I'm um, follow your genes uh <laughs> okay let me think my advice would be okay genuine advice given um the story that I told you earlier about Halloween um I would say to just lean into doing what you want to do and if that means not going out or like you know, backing out of plans. If it makes you feel better to stay home or to not do something or to not go to that movie or to not go to dinner or meet up or whatever, you don't fucking have to do it. There is no rule that says you have to go do a bunch of shit that you do not want to do. And protect your protect your mental health. You know what I mean? Like, If you want to sit at home in your pajamas and back out on plans, you have every right in the entire world to do that. Don't ever let people make you feel bad about it.
1: I love that. You do give good advice, Troy. Look at that.
0: Well, thanks. I have my moments.
1: We will talk to you guys next week. Bye.